0: episode two the one about the ob and the midwife or is it the midwife and the ob
1: (laughs) (laughs) we don't even know the name of our own podcast it's yeah
0: yeah um (laughs) we're gonna (laughs) we're still learning we're still figuring we have a lot of other things going on including for you between the two of us we have 11 children and we've got one more on the way and i will say that you are definitely carrying the brunt of the weight of child raising between the two of us um, well
1: and you have the one on the way just to be clear with i that.
0: yeah that's true i don't want to out anything Marin is not pregnant again <laughs>
1: <laughs> and actually neither are you
0: but i am de- i am not either that's true that's true my my lovely wife is doing all the work um oh. we are going to talk about what were we going to talk about i'm sorry i've totally blanked
1: <clears throat> oh i think types of midwifery was what you had said
0: yeah. Yeah. So when I trained in residency, I, I trained in a hospital that had midwives in the hospital and their practice was so different from the OBGYNs. Um, you, like actually I got to see natural physiologic childbirth and I was super inspired by that. And I really do think it laid the tracks, the foundation for where my practice ultimately ended up, which is very, very much more on the midwifery side of things than it is the OB, OBGYN side. But then I met people like you since I've come out of pra- uh, of, of training, and I got to tell you, it's like night and day, the hospital-based midwife and the community-based midwife. And I'm using the word community-based because there's a whole bunch of other little generic vague terms that are used to apply uh, or that are applied to, to midwifery practice. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today. What is the difference for anybody who doesn't know Marin? What is the difference between what you do and what a hospital-based midwife does?
1: Mm, Yeah, midwife, it's such a complicated word these days. And you're not alone in that. I think most people out there, even those of them having babies actually have no idea what the difference is. So let's see, trained in a hospital is just a completely different entry point into birth. As you know, you've experienced that. So midwifery, in the sense of being a nurse midwife, really is just such different training. And of course I've never been through that training, so I can't speak to what that is actually like, but my understanding is you become a nurse first. That is your primary way of entering into midwifery. Yeah. And then uh, I believe sort of at the end you, you know, delve into midwifery, but from this more medicalized hospitalized perspective. So there's confusion of course, because, For example, I have a really great friend who's a CNM or a certified nurse midwife, and she's one of the rare ones that practices at home and has for many, many years. So I think she's kind of the exception, though. Most of them, um, to my knowledge, remain in the hospital. Sometimes they might be at a birth center or again in a more medicalized role in any of those settings, but it's primarily the training that's different. And with that training, the ability to prescribe medications, for example, um, I would say they definitely have more advanced medical skills than midwives that don't go that route, but that's probably obvious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that you nailed it. I mean, uh, <laughs> part of like um, what I had sort of encountered when I was in residency training was um like, yeah, this this person that was trying to balance the sort of, I think, I don't want to use the word traditional, but I guess the non-conventional um, medical style of, of attending birth, right? Like which the conventional being like the hospital-based system. They tr- were trying to balance the sort of um, conventional medical practice with some very, very traditional midwifery skills, like just holding space for the natural physiology of birth. And I, I often found like there was a, in the hospital system that there was a bit of a contest there, but as soon as, but if, if you were to step out of the hospital system, you could then do things more, maybe as your friend did to stay in the hospital system, you can't necessarily come with and you know, into the hospital system without the training of a, of a nurse midwife though. Is that your understanding? Right. It was maybe a little confusing. <laughs> to work in a hospital, you have to be a nurse midwife. To be outside, you can be any type of midwife.
1: Yes, that is true. And that is true in many countries. Um, just that model of medicalized midwifery, highly based on obstetrics. That's the way I see it. So it's not that other trainings don't enter in. Like you said, I'm sure. Many nurse midwives working at hospitals are really awesome at space holding and, you know, they might know herbal remedies or have some kind of alternative perspective for sure. But primarily, the training is based on obstetrics. I mean, even the textbooks I have here that are nurse midwifery textbooks, that's what they are. So not to say midwives shouldn't learn, you know, physiology and a baby's rotation through the pelvis and things like that. Right, right, right. But yeah, I guess I keep saying the same thing, just primarily based on training, but then experience. So hospital birth being so different from home birth and working with obstetricians, I think just the mode of practice is so entirely different that, you know, someone like me who hasn't ever done that, um, sometimes it's hard to even communicate with, with midwives that work in the hospital. We're really... Doing almost entirely different things. Mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of like a different paradigm altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know, Marin, that the word obstetrics is a Latin has a Latin uh, etymology, and it's a noun, sort of like a dominatrix. Like mm. I think we think of like S and M, kind of like whips and chains in the bedroom. It's a it's a noun, a dominatrix. Obstetrics is the Latin word for midwife.
1: Oh wow! I, I, literally
0: I literally just googled it while you were talking because I was like, I wonder what that word actually like. What's the root of that word? It Freaking means midwife. <laughs> <Whoa>. And <laughs> that's kind of an interesting. Uh, I'm super confused now. <laughs> I know. Now we don't know what to do. <laughs> what is the name of our podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> it's so just redundant. Be that. Oh man, that's <laughs> the midwife funny. and the midwife. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, but yeah, that's super interesting. I wonder how many OBGYNs know that. And you know, I actually in like the back of my brain i stored away a little nugget and i actually like i think that this word obstetrics i think i've read it before i think in that book i think you and i've talked about woman as healer by gene acterberg have we talked about that book i don't think so no sort of like a history of women in the healing arts Mm -hmm. and um that word obstetrics i think i must have read it originally in that book but um that was a little fun fact i wanted to share with you um
1: that's very fun
0: yeah i wonder uh Sort of adding on to what you were saying, could you maybe explain? I, I've seen a whole bunch of different designations of different types of midwives, and I wonder if it's like a state by state thing, but I know that like the term lay midwife used to be used in somewhat a, maybe a derogatory way, and now mm-hmm. certified uh, practicing midwife, or um, is there a, a term like entry, entry level midwife? Like, have you, like, what do you think of all these different oh, yeah. terms? Do they mean different <laughs> things?
1: They can. And sometimes I wonder if they're just meant to confuse everybody to the point of not being able to communicate. When, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> when I was first exposed to midwifery, so we had our second baby at home. Our first was born in the hospital. So with the second, we started to explore very late in the game, the types of midwives where we lived. So we lived in Chicago. The only legal type of midwife there is the CNM, the certified nurse midwife, as we've been discussing. So we met a couple of those and these women did actually practice at home. And then counter to that, we were told, and I think by her, the midwife herself, she called herself a direct entry midwife. Mm. So that was my first exposure to that term, meaning the obvious, I think, that you know, you enter into that profession directly through a mode of apprenticeship and whatever self-study she did. Um, and we chose her. So direct entry midwife is sort of synonymous with lay midwife, I believe, although I've never used that term. I think it is, from my perspective, kind of derogatory. I've only heard it in that context. I've only heard doctors speaking hmm. that that term in a way that doesn't imply they think very highly of the person. Uh, that may, may or may not be true. But yeah, there are those terms. And then you get into licensing and the terminology around that and birthkeeper, and their list is long. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess the...
0: You're right. Like there's, there's sort of even the fact that we, 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 you and I, who are both super engaged and kind of deep in the birth world, if you and I really don't know the difference, you can imagine how somebody on the receiving end within the hospital system might be a little confused. It really brings to mind like the amount of like so. Let's say that you were just a woman. Let's say you were on some foreign in some foreign country that never had any intervention from the outside world and you were a woman who attended every birth right and mm-hmm. you and your cohort of women attended you know 100 births a year within this community right and for several generations this is how it's gone this is not i know this is not like all that fantastic because this is actually how it used right. to be right but let's just let's just presume women caring for women in birth if you had never gone to quote training or you got a license or you had any fancy letters after your name, but you had attended 10,000 births mm. or you, or between you and the people you trained and that you did peer review with, you know, you don't have to call it peer review. It's just, Hey, how did that birth go? That's peer review, everybody. <laughs> right. And what, what could we have done differently? Or how could we have improved things? Or how do you think the partner felt or whatever? If that was just the world you lived in, you'd be pretty darn good at not only um, the counseling part, but like maybe managing emergencies or deciding, hey, maybe we need to get some help or I need to get a second opinion because you've probably seen a lot of good and bad. Um, so so that should, that should kind of draw us into questioning what is the, really the role of all of these different titles when really it needs to just come down to like, what is your experience? And if you've gone to residency for, a year, for four years, yeah, you've gone to a lot of births, But you've attended a lot of births in a very controlled environment doing things that were probably protocolized for you by some hospital administrator or by some college like ACOG or something like that, which, don't get me wrong, could be really, really great for a lot of people. But if you've only done that one thing and done this process over and over and over again without the the potential to see the variety of things that can happen in the home setting or otherwise, are you necessarily, you know, I'm using air quotes because you can see me, but like, are you necessarily a better um, birth attendant than somebody who's gone to 1500 and they've seen everything under the sun and, and the decision-making has really fallen to them and the patient as opposed to a group of people in a hospital or whatever? Um, I don't know. I, I think I would be more comfortable having somebody who's who's attended a whole bunch. And like, this is generationally just what we do. Not to say that that's what every midwife does, but you get my point, right? I mean- right. I would love right. for you to be right. at my birth, Marin. even if you hadn't gone, you know, to all of the fancy school or, or whatever. I mean, because you know what you're doing. Like you've you've sat with that process.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so many cool things to talk about there. Just the role of the midwife as one in the community, I think is what you're saying and how now we're looking at it becoming something you have to pay for, you have to pay to get, you know, and we have a school. So yes, um, you know, we're offering midwifery education as well. So it's kind of like, it's both sides of the coin. It's like learning and being educated. Now that we have this ability to, Uh, do that in so many ways. Like that is important and we should be learning. And there is research out there to consider. I think that is a part of midwifery because, you know, we're not in a village isolated anymore. So yes, but for that to be the absolute focus, to be um, legitimate in a way, to be under the medicalized umbrella of approval, you know, that's the route that midwifery has taken. and. You know, back up a minute. If you're a woman and you're wanting to find a midwife, I think you should have a choice of whatever you want. You want to go to a hospital and have a midwife? Go do it. You want someone licensed at home? Go do it. Just understand what you're getting into because it's way more complicated than the old days of just having that village person who you could trust, who saw you be born, you know, who saw your mother be born. I uh, mean, yeah. we're just not in that time and space anymore. So right. it's this constant search for um, not becoming better in a good way, but just more legitimate and, and having it be a profession. And while I'm in favor and parts of that of parts of that, I'm not in favor of all of that. Well,
0: I, I you kind of caught me, I think in the trap of me, like overly romanticizing what, <sighs> <laughs> what what birth should look like and i i guess i'm kind of trying to paint the picture of like here's the ideal situation if you have a whole group of friends and that one friend has ridden bicycles his whole life i'd be totally cool with him fixing my bicycle i would say he's professionally um gifted or whatever he's he's a professionally equipped to do that particular job and i so i totally i totally think that we we do need training programs I just—I mean, you—you—you—you you, you, you always you, you use language so well. People just need to know what they're getting when they sign up to get care from that particular person. Whether it's a f- person straight out of residency who's a doctor, yeah, they went to med school right. and did all that stuff, but they were trained to do things a very particular way. Versus a person who either was trained formally or as an apprentice or whatever, um, as a home birth, you know, ho- home-based uh, uh, midwife or a birth center midwife or whatever. Um you're just going to get a very very different you're going to get a very very different thing and when it really comes down to it every woman is going to have different preferences but also different needs. And there's a whole bunch of people out there that are doing birth work who have learned the ins and outs in a much more in a, in a much different way than the the hospital-based providers who provide a different service. I mean they provide a different type of experience altogether. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I guess if we didn't have your school and schools like yours, we really, I can't say for sure that midwifery would continue to grow and continue to sort of, um, I don't know. I hate to say remain relevant, but like,
1: well, you you do
0: kind of legitimize it in so many ways. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I guess I was going to add that. I think we both agree the value of education and skill that's, Accepted, (laughs) but I think it's turned into, and this is amongst midwives. This actually doesn't have a lot to do with the medical profession. It's turned into a fight, so to speak, around owning this title. Right. So, you know, and I really feel this way. And I think people don't necessarily think I would feel this way. Um, Oh, I'm only for unlicensed midwifery. No, I'm not. I'm for choice, I'm for freedom. So, pick what you want. I don't need to be the only one that uses that title midwife. But don't tell me I can't do it because I didn't do it your way. And I think that's an issue against, again, amongst women. Um, You can be a nurse midwife, you can be a CPM, you can be this. And each of those organizations wants to claim this title midwife for themselves. And they want to say that, you know, no one else can. And that's problematic. And that's outside of this topic of education and skill. um, It's really, you know, a problem. So I don't know what you think about that, or if you even have thoughts about that since it's not quite your world, but what do you think about that? Just midwives kind of fighting over who gets to use it. And, you know um, we talked in the last podcast about some of the, you know, criminalization around midwifery.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I hate to say it, but I I, I actually feel like I think I've heard the the term horizontal violence applied in this way, where there's a bunch of people that want to do good things, but instead of actually collaborating and working together to figure out how can we really do the job we set out to do, which is to care for people during a very exciting but often scary time in their lives, pregnancy and childbirth, how can we support them in the best way possible? You don't need to have a white coat on. You don't need to have you know, in a fancy ultrasound machine necessarily. Um, There's different ways to go about this and there's different applications for all these different technologies. And and like you said, at the end of the day, it's really a matter of shared decision-making as to what this patient feels safest with. Like we had a hospital-based birth. We didn't have a midwife. We had an OBGYN. And she fortunately did things the way that we were really, really hopeful for. And like, so we're very blessed. And probably because I'm a white man who knows how to ask and demand for what he wants. I mean, that's certainly a part of it but I'm also an ob and, and they like know that I really care about people. So instead of them saying, Oh, this dummy who, you know, whatever wants to have a natural birth, like talking about my wife, it's like, Oh, they must really, they must be very thoughtful about this because he's an OB-GYN. But what if I had been a male doula or something? I mean, I don't know. Right. There's, there's a whole right. bunch of other scenarios. So like for, for, Like when we when we take a step back and we actually look at how people are treating each other, even within the birth keeping world, like we've got some big problems on our hands. Because you know, there's a lot of midwives out there who are nurse midwives that look down on the community based midwife, even though they may be two years out of their nursing program, their nurse midwifery program. And there's somebody down the street who's done this for 25 years and has done you know has tended 1500 births. Instead of seeing that person as wow, this person could be somebody to really learn something from, it seems like it seems like often, not always, I'm probably generalizing, but it seems like often that's a missed opportunity there. You know, there's like a really great opportunity for you to get to know somebody's practice and, and to support women. I mean, that's the whole purpose here, (laughs) support people in their freedom to choose what happens.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I think my final thought on that would just be, you know, we each have the work we have inside of ourselves, like, and I think that's truly the root of it, You know, because if you're not confident and you don't really feel that you offer something different and valuable, you're going to feel competitive. Uh oh, timer.
0: Oh, that was our twenty minutes.
1: (laughs) That was our that was our twenty minutes. So maybe I'll leave it at that. You know, mind your own business, work on your own value, and then you don't feel the need to you know outbid someone for a for a birth client. That's you know not the way I'd want to work. So yeah,
0: yeah, totally. I I one final final comment. Uh, I, I can't imagine. I can't. I can't even tell you how many times I've heard, like, "Oh, that she's just like a lay midwife," or "Oh, she's just a like one of those other midwives," or whatever. From a nurse midwife, it's like, "Oh." And this is, by the way, guys. This is not bashing nurse midwives. I have a lot of good friends out there who are nurse midwives. You know, I not all of you are the same, and and this this sort of ego thing that we bring to the table is no better than Wayne care, in my opinion. So. Thank you, Marin.
1: Yeah, thanks. That was a great one.
0: <laughs> Talk to you next time.
1: Bye.